0: Guns and Roses oh, is really I really know. back now. The, the, Thorn, Thorn I, love and thunder. I, I Love and Thunder. I was just rocking the fuck out to Guns <laughs> N' Roses that whole movie. I'm like, yes. People are like, what's the soundtrack like? I'm like, oh it's great. You should pick it up. It's called Guns N' Roses yeah. Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it, it, I, I, I know that not everyone is crazy about that movie. Uh they're wrong. It's wonderful. I love it. I can't wait to rewatch I'm it. I'm pretty medium on it. Yeah, I'm I don't right. get it. You're wrong. It's great. I love it.
1: This is—I I would love to do an extended talk on it, but this is not the time or place. It's else. not the time. <laughs> There's not enough horror outside of uh, Christian Bell No, actually, wonderful I dug the horror elements of the movie. Scary
0: character but... in there. Yeah. Maybe the scary. No, I to say maybe. Decidedly, the scariest MCU villain. Yeah. He's probably my favorite villain now. I think.
1: Wow, he's I'm up there. Like, like Thanos and Mar-
2: longer are great, but I think, I think Marvel does
1: my... have a villain problem in general. And when you have like Christian Bale, fucking, he just, he's never given a half-assed performance or like going half measures. So like. He really works in that. And he just gets to use his own
2: accent for a while. It's like a a, a god killer with a (laughs) coffee accent. I'm I'm here for that.
1: It's great. I'm
0: guessing Mad's here hasn't seen it. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Pull your mic up there, Mad, so we can hear you. All right. So this is the second episode of our triptych of found footage horror films. I'm Chris, and joining me is.
3: Madeline Fontenot, a co host.
1: Alan also a co-host <laughs> i like it i like if someone else to say it for me all right fair enough I- i'm drew i'm a co-host
0: <laughs> see see I'm natural I'm at getting better at it what was
1: my uh, in the last series we did i had a different like aka i was calling myself something different i can't remember what it was gals De- definitely not <laughs> <laughs> i'll listen back maybe. listen right.
3: back and we'll figure it out it's all right
1: gals it's all good oh my god <laughs> Well,
0: with the last episode we talked about some formative films, some uh, Man Bites Dog, the French film. We talked about, of course, the Blair Rich Project. And we talked about, wait, what was the other one we talked about?
3: Rat
2: Rack. Yeah, and yeah. Rack 2. Yeah.
0: Also, I would consider a very formative game changer for found footage. Now, I will. Firmly state that I feel like the last major game changer in found footage was Wreck and Wreck 2 in many ways. Like, we've kind of been exploring variations on a theme since then. But I that think, was the last one that you're like, oh, this is, like, really adding a huge
1: new level to it. I and think there's another level. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Maybe in the next episode. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, in the next episode, we'll get into screen time, which yeah. is which is a new yeah. aspect of found the footage. Second screen, yes. found <laughs> footage. <laughs> but that's not this episode (laughs) we're gonna start with one here that i had heard about in the kind of the background of my head like wait is that a thing in 2013 this comedy horror film came out called wnuf halloween special when you hear the title you just go wnuf halloween special it doesn't say to you that's an actual movie yeah right and i didn't know what it was and i think that was always the goal in fact when they marketed this thing they put out a They recorded on VHS. They put out a bunch of them and went to VHS collectors' festivals around the country Mm. and just left copies lying around. (laughs) And they were hoping that people would start thinking like like a viral thing, like "Oh, this is real." There's no way you could possibly watch this and think it's real. So I,
2: I I got sent one of those those VHS tapes. Oh, nice. Yeah, and all and all it was was just VHS. Not even there wasn't a cover on it. Just like an overdub, and it just said in uh you know magic marker WNUF Halloween special. That
3: gets sense. <laughs> That's yeah, and yeah, pretty good. And it was it was a
2: little creepy just to receive it and it was no no um uh, for your consideration and anything yeah. like that. Um it I just it was randomly sent to me. And even the packaging was um all handwritten. Yeah, I love it. And so i all i kind of you know kind of knew what it was and so I just took it uh, as, a, as a as an opportunity to totally convince my wife that it was real. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Honey, I just got sent this VHS tape. I don't know exactly wh- what's in it, but we should watch it at some point soon." So she got really scared of it. And Aww. one of her friends comes over, and she starts asking about it. And I was like, "Yeah." And I was trying to get her in on it too. And she just looked it up on her phone. Like, <laughs> like, ah. like she's like, "Oh, it's fake." I was like, "Thanks a lot." I've been doing this long con for like, <laughs> twice, for like a month. You know, <laughs>
0: this good. is kind of a retake, but with more comedy aspects of the BBC's Ghost Watch. I think I said it wrong before. It but was Ghost Watch. It, right it was down, Ghost or Watch. Or which, night Watch. Ghost Watch. Yeah. yeah, which airs, which aired originally in 1992 on Halloween night. It's kind of the same idea that started as like only comedy in the sense that like, haha, ghosts aren't real. This will be fun. We've got a famous comedian as our host going into this haunted house, but that genuinely ended up being kind of terrifying by the end of it. And so, so, so much so that it didn't air again for like. 20 years because people were so angry that they got tricked, that people were calling in. Like, (laughs) and and like, it was like, Oh God, it reminds me of a, there was a psychic in the seventies named Yuri Geller who would, who did do a thing on TV with this one time where he's like bending spoons with his mind and they got (laughs) Thousands of calls of people like, all my silverware is bent. That, (laughs) you know, that actually happened because that's how gullible people are. Like somebody found one piece of silverware that was like, they never noticed before was bent when like, Oh my God, Yuri Geller did it with his mind to my TV set. They brains are in fact like that. But. The WNUF Halloween special has its tongue firmly in its cheek by director Chris LaMartina, whose whole career is very tongue-in-cheek films. The movie he made after this was called Call Girl of Cthulhu, which is
3: <laughs> I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. A
0: fantastic name for a film. I haven't seen it yet either. But I'm like, okay, like clearly this is the the route this guy is on here. And the idea is that you're watching somebody's recorded videotape uh, that at points is like, you know, they're recording it live and at points they're like speeding through shit. They're just like, okay, nobody wants to see that. Just like fast forward to commercials and there's tons of fake commercials. And it's like local television to a town here of this event where the local news station is like, oh, there's a place here, a murder house where our, our, our television reporter, Frank, is broadcasting himself live with four other people, including the cameraman, the Weber house, where there was a brutal murder of a husband and wife. Uh, Donald Weber was the supposed the suspected murderer. And the son says he was commanded to murder his parents uh by demonic entities after he used a ouija board and so people reportedly said oh the house is haunted yada yada so when he goes there like at first you're like you're outside and he's got a bunch of like halloween people in costume who are out there like oh this is fun that he's interviewing do you think do you know what do you know about the somebody
3: died in this house (laughs) what
0: uh and, and he's like haha this is goofy and they call like Paranormal investigators Lewis and Claire Berger, Doctor
3: uh, who
0: show up to do this, and immediately are like, "I sense a, a presence in this house." And their cat, don't
3: forget their cat, who is the third member of their team. The, the cat, yes. <laughs> that they uh,
0: uh, even for me as a cat guy, I'm like, dude, relax about the cat. Yeah, Jesus they love fucking that Christ. fucking cat. Uh, and then they bring in as well a a priest, Father Joseph Matheson, uh, who <laughs> they're like, he's well versed in uh, exorcism rites, but he's like, yeah, I'd not. Know no, not really. I've never really. done this I've before. have never done this before. This is a... It's part you of know that, This is a big deal, right? Like, like, the Catholic Church doesn't routinely do exorcisms, for the record. It's yeah. like, only in very extreme and rare cases. And that is, in fact, true. Like, it
3: is. Like, like, like they brought up in rec that the, uh, the case of the girl that had been infected was accepted by the Vatican as a case of possession. This isn't just the thing that... Normally happens. There are chains of command.
0: <laughs> exactly. And he's like very uncomfortable. This whole situation, as you imagine, things go wrong relatively quickly. Uh The cat well. disappears. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're trying to do EVP, which is, uh, what is that called? You it's,
3: it's, they said it strangely in this one because they said it was electronic Electron- voice phenomenon. something. Electronic usually, voice phenomenon. Usually yeah. we talk about in ghosty movies or shows like this, it's EMF instead oh. of EV something. Thought, that's the magnetic oh. frequency. Because I've heard EVP yeah.
1: as well, though. Oh, this is, is 80s, voice. maybe they didn't have and that. This, and that's the know,
3: voice that specific, yeah.
1: It's uh, funny, I find it funny that the like cuz the plot of this movie is not really a plot no it's like you're watching
3: shit happens you're watching
1: just like a <laughs> a recorded tv like a full news 30 minute news broadcast before they even get to the haunted house part. Yeah. I was know, like, 40... Stay tuned for after this, the Halloween special. You watched a full I don't know about news. thirty minutes, but it's a lot No, I, I yeah. can tell you
3: because I paid attention. It is forty minutes into this what? movie, halfway through I'm... this movie before they enter the house.
1: Wow. Like forty minutes. Yeah. But they go to him outside the house, maybe. <laughs> like which is the thing that I, I I can barely call this a movie movie but i i like it a lot
3: i think it filled its role <laughs> so perfectly i like the st- w- what was happening was spooky and cool for the haunted part but honestly just all the fake commercials are what got me there were so many good ones like there was a sexy popcorn commercial there was a uh, uh, ch- uh, computers uh, are the future let us train you <laughs> to repair Computers, yeah. be a computer technician. But also, there were ones for like fake movies or airlines that were airline commercials that were really similar and clearly spoofy of like actual like Delta commercials and shit. There was one commercial in particular, however, for a fake movie called Sarcophagus. Yeah. And my brain working the way that it does, <laughs> I wanted to share a fun, nerdy, spooky fact. The word sarcophagus itself, sarco, comes from the Greek word for flesh. And I know the word phagus from all of my anatomy classes, which means to om nom 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 you eat. So a sarcophagus is a flesh-eating holding thing. That is the. I love that
0: you like, from all my anatomy classes. (laughs) Eat, eat. But yes, Mad's background is getting more interesting by the (laughs) minute.
3: But it's it's the commercials in between. I feel like there is. Like Alan said, there is not a lot of plot to the actual what is "quote unquote" supposed to be the film. I really feel like there is so much merit in how this film was presented as a recording and just yeah. the, the 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 whole approach of it.
1: it. It's like the rare nostalgia porn that like <laughs> actually like scratches the itch of nostalgia. It, the commercials aren't done. It's not like spoofs of commercials. They feel like just real commercials. Yeah. yeah.
0: In fact, a lot of it was found was uh, uh pre-existing uh, stock footage stuff. Yeah. I, I wasn't say,
1: but the tone and the look, it's it's so done on. It doesn't feel forced. Like it's it's just like oh man, I remember like TV like this sort of, and it, it's just, it's purely for that, and it really <laughs> works. It would really work as like a party movie. No one's really paying yes. much attention. It's just on in the background, like a fun thing to have on. Yeah. And it's like ideal for that situation because the horror element, the movie element, is like. It's there. It's never scary. It's not scary Mm-mm. at all. Yeah. But the newscaster guy who's doing the special is so fucking funny. I found <laughs> well, him yes. endlessly amusing in the movie. <laughs> when he's
2: interviewing everybody outside. Those yeah, are, those are really good moments. His like
1: dismissiveness to people dismissive. is
2: so good. Dismiss-
3: he he is not. Unlike who is the man who hosts The Price Is Right? There is a no Harvey Steve Harvey with the mustache. There's a mustache. There's a mustachey quality about this man. Yes, the new guy. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're thinking Family Feud. Maybe it's uh, Steve is who there is a sassy mustache man quality (laughs) to the presenter when they first introduce the uh, paranormal investigators and he's talking about their cat. That's when you really there's been a jokey element to it before. But then he looks at the camera and is like. That's a pretty pussy, and you're like, all right, I understand the kind of movie this is now.
2: It does it feel like you're watching access television I think late at yes. night on, yeah. on Halloween And which, in fact which it
0: feels like a movie that's made for access television mm-hmm. yeah. in many ways which I think is part of the appeal for people who like this sort of thing who want this and it's so localized too I mean, yeah so- it feels very it feels like a film like if you were to be told yeah this was literally this weird one-off that some a bunch of kids did on like a on a, off a local found footage station you'd go yeah I believe it yeah like so yeah. Specific, <laughs> it's so
1: specific like region specific even like there's just so many things about that like whoever the filmmakers involved like this is like plucked pure like straight from memory like certainly newscasts are so the way commercials are presented like the way tv feels because usually when stuff's done like this it feels so fake and forced like you know what i mean like yeah this it,
3: had a grittiness to it that yeah. made it real
1: and using like i'm sure like they found some old like commercials for certain stuff like using that stock footage and mm-hmm. whatever they shot for it the fake movie things that they shot like it kind of blends seamlessly like, there's a couple moments, where, I guess, during the newscast where it feels like pretty, like, too, like, actor or pretending to be 80s newscasters, Sure. Stuff, and it dips in there. But for the most part, the tone, it's like a movie you watch for the tone. Oh it's yes. Like, purely just like I want to like it's a vibe. live in this world. Yeah, it's a vibe. <laughs> yeah, you have to be exactly oh in the right mood for this film, yeah. which
0: maybe I wasn't when I saw it cuz I uh, I liked the film itself, but oh my god, I got so annoyed with the commercials at a point. Yeah. I was like enough. But, oh my god. That's like so, so like many,
2: many fake commercials a Commer- for for the actual movie Carmen. to get started. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that's like do you remember like it's been a while <laughs> let me remind everyone b- before streaming Watching TV is really frustrating. And this you is, have
3: to stay because you might miss something and because es- it's live.
1: Especially with the news like and shit like that. Where it's what all- if
0: Gilligan and the others escape from the island?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's news and stuff like that, it's all teasing what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And this movie does that. It's always like stay tuned for the thing. Stay tuned. Come back. And like in the haunted house it's like they talk to talk, it's like and soon we'll be opening the door. And they come back and do a whole segment. It's like, stay tuned, that door is opening next. It's presented exactly the way TV is, and yes. it's so frustrating <laughs> with the commercials. I
0: think that's just it. Is like I grew up through all that, and yeah. now I'm I'm like I don't want this nostalgia. I yeah. This hated is not sitting shitty that. nostalgia. We live in the golden age of like watching uh, shit now. <laughs> Part of <you>. <laughs> <I> <laughs> would, the I would,
2: news <laughs> used to be that you were actually waiting to to go into a haunted house. Yeah, I'd watch that. I really would stay up and, and keep watching that. But yeah. now I don't really want to see what happens on the news. But exactly. you know what's
1: beautiful about it? When I was watching this movie, when it would go to commercial. I would pick my phone up <laughs> like, oh, we're on a commercial, and was <laughs> like, and then a commercial like, back to the news. Go get water, please. It really felt like I was watching TV. To be clear,
0: it's trying to really simulate it because the commercials are not going for absurdism. No, they're kind of straight commercials. From like the eighties. Yeah. No, you know, and like,
1: there's is- a charm to them, but it's not like this is hilarious. Yeah. Every once in a while, they throw a little joke in in one of the fake movies. Yeah, and stuff like where that. It's a amu- it's like funny to watch, and the commercials themselves, purely from a period piece mm-hmm. standpoint, are sort of amusing. No, but for because the most they're part-
0: all small town commercials yeah. for small town businesses, like a- which the way they were campy and dumb. Like we grew up uh, in my town, we grew up watching the Carvel ice cream, which were like. By the way, the worst ice cream in the world. <laughs> uh, Pat Oswald even has a whole bit about it. They were, it was so bad, but they not every commercial break ever had a carvel ask ice cream commercial with the guy with who's the last, like, most unlikely guy to do a voice for anything. <laughs> come on. Hey, come the Carvel ice cream. Oh, uh, no. uh, get yourself a cake with, Scott, like, the, the putty tat on it. The putty tat cake is on sale. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I well, love that. That is one of
3: those <laughs> things that, This perfect mesh of the conversation is how normal most of these commercials seem to me. They were so straightforward. And most of the streaming services that I have are paid for. Except sometimes I will watch something like for free on Vudu or something like that. I rarely get exposed to advertisements anymore because I pay $6 a month to not see those advertisements.
1: Yeah, well, I would say, so it. what's, what's and annoying so is that
2: you keep I seeing do. the same the commercial over and over again. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And they that, even repeat commercials
2: bizarre. in this movie, right?
0: On Hulu, who, who is a commercial now for bent penis problems,
1: and I'm like, stop. <laughs> stop. I love all the dentists that's buying back candy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's they, they rerun that news segment when shit goes bad. It really, it feels that, the main thing I love about it is it feels very genuine. Yes. It feels real, which shit like this never feels real. It always feels, they always force the joke a little too much mm-hmm. or they play into the period a little too much. It's like, okay, we get it. It's 1983 or whatever. And this never overplays that hand, really. Mm-hmm. They say pretty, it's like, okay, this is the world. We're in 1983. Like we're going to try to like really or whenever really live in this time period. And that's appealing to me. Like watching it alone, I was like, this October, maybe, when I have some friends over and we're like, this isn't like, let's sit down and watch a movie. It's like, oh, we're going to come over and we're going to like chat or hang out. Or we're going to play a game or whatever. This oh, is. Oh,
3: hey, watch this shit. Throw it <laughs> on the
1: background. Yeah, sure, it's it's, perfect the commercial for that. breaks are actual commercial breaks. Yeah, yes. So you can go
0: like, all right, it's time to go to the bathroom. There's a commercial break. Yeah. In. And uh-huh. it, remi-
1: it reminds me a lot. Y'all, did you y'all ever watch these DVDs ever released? I think in the like mid aughts of a, the, It's called TV Carnage.
3: Uh-uh. Hmm.
1: It's incredible. If you, I, I I would recommend getting them. What they what it is? It's some psychopath like <laughs> recorded hours and hours and hours of just TV from like the nineties, like late eighties into the mid nineties. Yeah. And it's like edited very purposefully, like to like this weird experience. It's like art film, but just through like it'll go from like Sally Jesse Raphael into a commercial into this thing, and like there's like themes on it, and there's some weird effects in there sometimes. It's just a weird like we were talking about meow wolf earlier before we started recording and it has that similar vibe where Mm -hmm. it's like we're taking this shit just like a remnant of this era and turning it into art and it really is it'll be like themes on a play of like really weird like religious television shows for like a chunk of 20 minutes of just like absurdity and this has that vibe and that's a hard thing to create like it's easy to take things like from the actual era but just to create it it's pretty impressive. I, think. I mean, to be clear, this is kind of a outside of what its
0: obvious influence is. Watch. it's kind of a standalone. There's nothing else really like this in found footage. Uh, it's either going to be for you or it's not, I think. And yeah. Th- like I said, I came away with like, I wish I could just watch an edited version that took all the commercials out so I could just watch the film itself. Just watch the 20 minutes. It's left.
1: Yeah. Just watch the but, 20 minutes. But, so it's actually the but film. But I think that would either. hurt the experience. It's a real experience one. It's not like this film does this. It's yeah. like, you didn't, it's grow, a, up, you like didn't
0: say, grow up watching the, 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 like regular chunk, chunk, oh, chunk TV. Yes,
1: I did. Did maybe. you? I, I, well, like, <laughs> I was probably out the era, but the family didn't, ha- we had a TV that didn't have a remote. I had to, like, to go up and, click it. You were the remote. You were the remote. I'm the remote. I had to go up and click it. You are the young one. I, I channel. know the pain of, like, is it worth me getting up to change the channel? or Do I sit through these commercials? It's like, <laughs> I'm just have to sit through these fucking commercials. So, like, and then we got into cable pretty quickly, but I have distinct memories. Oh, yeah. Of my younger self, like, this, like, yeah. Like, and, like... <laughs> That fuzz, that, that fuzz that's on there, like... Dude, like, no, I won't watch the fuzz. <laughs> Ever since Poltergeist, I was like, no, no static!
3: No static.
1: And <laughs> no, isn't like, the, the undefined lines on the shapes of, like, Oh, sure. Like, like it looks really good in that regard. So you yeah. don't know. You're not Generation
0: X. There's a whole generation of us that every time we look at porn, we turn our heads sideways. <laughs> oh, like the Playboy channel? You know, we were like trying the Playboy like, channel. It was odd. Like, I can see it if I turn my head sideways. Yeah. <laughs> There's,
3: yeah. um... There is when they are before they are entering the haunted house they are talking about an uptick in satanic crimes in the area for this movie, and I did actually want to point out um one real crime that i think they referred to because what they were talking about is a young man a teenager who had just be 18 17 somewhere in there who had been watching a movie with his friend his girlfriend and strangled her and stabbed her well in allegheny county pennsylvania in 1990, oh, the point was, is that the devil made him do it, right? This was a satanic crime. But there was a young man in Allegheny Ca- County, Pennsylvania in 1999 who said his decisions, um, were influenced by, like we were talking about in our last episode, Clockwork Orange. Sally Sally,
0: Jesse Raphael. Clockwork (laughs) Orange. The
3: young man's name was Michael Anderson. He was watching a movie. They didn't say if it was Clockwork Orange, but they were watching a movie... And he decided to strangle his friend, a 17-year-old girl, and stab her six times in the chest. And part of his defense was is that he had a clockwork orange t-shirt and that he always did bad things when he wore that clockwork orange t-shirt and he was wearing it that day and that is part of why he killed her.
0: Yeah, that's
2: not a good <laughs> thing. like the Acid King, too, that, that yeah. murdered a lot of kids around that time. But they, that definitely caught definitely my attention, the satanic yeah. Panic thing.
0: Yeah, the satanic panic the of satanic the 80s era, yeah. was a very real thing. Where, I mean, that was just it. People were like, why are things happening now that are bad in a way they weren't bad before? Which is, A, first off, because... We didn't really have that same access to national news reporting on like smaller incidents the yeah. way we did before, uh, before that. So we're getting a lot more immediate news or a lot more local it's news. It's like mm-hmm. that man bites dog up. situation. Yeah, bites exactly. Dog. Uh, and uh, second, we were just in total, we never want to blame ourselves for anything. This still happens every day. This is, like, part of our biggest national problem today. We don't want to blame ourselves for anything that go wrong, so we just go, it's got to be this other thing. Like, we literally, as a culture, blame Dungeons & Dragons for a completely <laughs> made-up series of killings and child rapes around the country that didn't even happen. But, Chris... The, the satanic murders. But, You're Chris, like-
3: they instruct your child. The dungeon master is telling your child to perform these horrible acts, and they are totally in control, and your good Christian son has no say.
1: <laughs> as, and as, like, a satanic... I guess this... The House of the Devil, which is a great Thai West movie. Yeah. Like, which is another thing that really genuinely captures an era of filmmaking and better movie, a real, a real movie compared yeah. to this. Yeah. But it would really work as a double feature with this. Like, it's a very similar era of what television was like versus like what the films were like in that era. And it, I think it'd be really fun to like, like, right, let's watch a real movie and then let's like party and drink and watch this like fun movie of the same era. You could have like an eighties theme night.
2: Yeah. I think like WNUF and then House of the Devil too. the That kind of works because it's really the last half of it where shit really goes bad. And, yeah. and, and really, you kind of want to hang out at the beginning of that film, you know, or at least for House of the Devil, you just want to see Jocelyn Donahue dance around of eighties. I love her. You know, she,
1: she's, she's the and best. Greta Gre-Greta Gerwig at the pizza shop, their little conversation, that piece of the eating. Like,
0: Wait, Greta the, Gerwig was in House of the Devil. Yeah, yeah she's her friend. She didn't last she gets, too long, but yeah. she gets
1: AJ Bowen. Uh, How did I not remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I think she, she was. Um, it's like she's now part she's part of the, Barbie. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's part of that squad. Like her, Ty West, even like Lena Dunham was that like crew. Like yeah, young yeah. filmmakers who were just like. And a lot of, um, even, I think Wingard was in that squad too. Mm-hmm. Of just like, and a lot of them went yeah, to horror. They, they
0: even have their own name. I forget. There's a name what people yeah. refer to, like, that whole, like, generation of filmmakers. Yeah. And I forget what, and a it lot is, of them were in each other's movies. We, we know all, we know most of those people from Fantastic Fest. Yeah. Never at Gerwig, but yeah, no. <laughs> I met all of the rest of them. Oh, no, I know yeah. you and I know AJ Bowen, yeah. like, on a whole, a first name basis. Sure. Yeah, at, Gerwig, at yeah. every festival. Yeah, she, like,
1: Ascended way faster. She got yeah, like, yeah. linked up with Bombach. I mean, she kicks ass. Yeah, they,
0: though, so. yeah, Bumbach and Stiller went, who's that?
1: Yeah, she's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Who's she? Right, <laughs> direct, act, just be a all-around insane talent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come in these movies, yeah. <laughs> All right, well,
0: we clearly are having a hard time sticking on topic for this film. Yeah. So I figured, <laughs> we should there's it's not a lot vibe.
1: to discuss. Yeah. I, I, I guess don't tell you. We should <laughs> say, like, the very end, the heart element of it is... It's not great. It's funny. It's compatible. It
3: goes with the rest of the format. I feel like the format of the film does more for the film than the actual yeah. story. It's a
1: rare thing where like the vibe is the point. I, I yes.
0: admit I voted <laughs> for this film mainly because it's one of those ones I always heard about and was curious about and hadn't seen. I was like, yeah, this yeah. is my excuse to make the time to watch it. Yeah. I do think so, it's one of the, one of the films that gets
2: to closest to the Blair witch thing where you can actually convince somebody that it's real. Well, I, and I, I haven't seen that in a long
1: time. Yeah. Cause of that genuine feel of the era. Like mm. it doesn't, it doesn't ring false at any point really. Until like intense horror moments at the end's like they wanna put this on TV. But like up until then it feels genuine, yeah.
3: My last thing for that movie is that slightly unrelated fact, Michael stabbed his friend Karen. It wasn't just six times in the chest. It was six times with a katana, a 36-inch oh, shit,
2: katana. that's much cooler. <laughs>
0: Jesus. That shit went down in my own life. Uh, no, seriously. Like, I work for a bar in town called The Nomad, and that guy who owns it owns several other bars. He has a bar called Moloko, which is named after the Milk Bar from A Clockwork Orange. Yeah, and yeah. the bartender in there, and apparently at that point, one of the co-owners like came into work one day with a katana and started attacking people with it. He oh, just shit. lost his oh, mind. Shit. Yeah, it was on the national news. Oh, like I remember. That. Apparently, yeah. this is like
1: pretty recently. Right.
0: It was like a couple years ago, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. And they were like, what the fuck happened with that guy? Anyway, we'll move on to our next movie, which is 2013's Frankenstein's Army, a found yes. footage art film, uh, directed by Richard Rappforce. This is a international co-production of in the United States, the Czech Republic, and the Netherlands that's set in the Eastern Front of World War II that's in the viewpoint of a Red Army that's going through just sort of clearing out Nazis at the very end of the war here. And they're like, okay, they're, they're a little lost. They're having trouble again making communications, uh, mm-hmm. a back with home base, but they get a notification that like, oh, um, there is a uh, a troop that is asking for help near here, and they're a like,
3: second reconnaissance mission yeah
0: exactly, and they have along with the reason there's a camera is because they've they've actually gotten assigned sort of like we're making we're trying to capture all this film for you know posterity, i guess for yeah like uh, of what this experience is for
3: stalin's glory yeah, yeah.
1: Stalin wants but like, the plot reveals a more. The plot actually ruins the reason for the camera to be there. And if I, we'll get into it.
0: Right, oh, we'll go. get into it. All right, fine. You can complain about it later because I know you didn't like this one. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Well, well
1: yeah, I'm, I'm already wearing it I, on
3: my sleeve. I do not care. About the plot of this movie, I enjoyed this movie. This yeah. movie is monster porn. Uh, if you want to see some cool fucking freaking <laughs> monsters, this is the this movie. This
0: movie was so influential <laughs> among people who design monsters that the creators of Resident Evil Village, the latest one, even admitted we stole almost all of our monster it's designs so cool. from this movie. <laughs> Because like, they were so neat. Like, Propeller Head, which is a big one here, yes. is one of the most obvious ones, but, like, several. Anyway, so this team here has got a whole bunch of people with very different personalities in here. Like, okay, go here and check it out. They find this small village around, like, a very, very big house slash castle. Like, okay, what's going on? They find a huge pit of, like, massacred nuns that have been set on fire, which, you know, <laughs> sounds fine to me. But, like... <laughs> Whatever. Like, <laughs> sorry. I'm a little anti-Catholic it's dark. Uh,
3: <laughs> Catholics are not the only flavors of nun, Chris. No, it's
1: true. Wait, are they not? I think No, it- no there's other religions that have those nuns. The, cr- there they're are called
3: many nuns? flavors of Christian nuns, like there are like like how there are trappist monks yeah. and stuff like that. They're are they not trappist Catholic. nuns? I think so.
1: Do they drink beer?
3: I hope so. There are nuns who grow <laughs> weed in Oregon.
1: Yeah. What? You also, also got like nunchucks. You're making the joke. I am not <laughs> nunchucks. It's <laughs> Different nuns, you know. Anyway,
0: so they're like, "What? This is fucked up." So they're like, go! What's going on?" And they find this crazy. I mean, literally, a character that I'm pretty sure is like almost to the exact detail in one of the resident evil games i mean that came out after this this thing hooked up with electrodes and shit but no face Mm -hmm. just flesh and like it comes back to life and kills their bot the 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 captain disemboweling him with like a big drill attached to his hand they're like what the fuck is this shit this movie is just these guys delving into this like, underground of this place and encountering monster after monster after monster Frankenstein's army in the search for, you know, not Victor Frankenstein this is his, I I believe Grandson Is it grandson or great-grandson? I think it's
1: great-grandson Freaky Frankenstein It's it's
3: his grandson, they talk (laughs) about (laughs) towards the end of the movie he talks about his grandfather's notes and how his father tried to have him locked up for experimenting on cats but his work is based off of his grandfather's notes.
0: So this is a grotesquerie, is the way I like to talk, call it. I mean, I know that is supposed to mean bad, but for horror fans, it's not necessarily a bad thing. For me, I'm like, that's kind of the point of this. It's great. It's like just a series of wildly creative monsters, <laughs> one after another, as one by one, these guys get killed off. And eventually we do, of course, encounter Frankenstein himself, uh, who, you know, the, with our one uh, survivor... Is is like in a, hey, uh, you want to come work for the Red Army? That's (laughs) why I'm here! Just saying, more than anything, this is like a live action, uh, later day Castle Wolfenstein game. It's... If that sounds like a cool thing to you, like, I would like to see what a live action Castle Wolfenstein game looks like. This is it. It feels like a first person shooter a little bit. For and that's very yeah. intentional, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I think for the wild creativity of the monsters and some of the really good gore in here. I'm hundred percent about this movie. I really, really like this film. It is, you're right, Alan. There's almost no plot. I mean, we, it's a setting more than it's a plot. Like, it is a barest amount, but then it's like, when you watch the bonus features on this, I do own the Blu-ray of this. They, they go, look, the guy who created all the monsters is like, I grew up as a Star Wars kid. And I was just like, when the moment I figured out that like, because of cheapness, they were like, Oh, well, this thing is just this. They just painted this a different color and yeah. switched apart from this ah. other thing. He's like, Oh, and that got him obsessed with the idea of switching pieces between action figures. And he started <laughs> making his own action figures. We've all
3: done that with our Barbies. Surely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy from kid from Toy Story did. Uh, but it's that it's like, this is one of those guys who's kind of making this movie. He was like, Yeah, it's just about like taking all your toys and switching their pieces together and I really dig that. There's no other film like this and that's kind of why I like it so much.
1: Well, there's been inventive monster and gore creations before. I mean... Well, yeah, but not like this. I, maybe I, not precisely like this because of the era. And I will say, the one and only positive thing I can say about this movie wow. is the, the monster designs are cool. Everything else is bad. I feel like... <laughs> Like I, I like in found footage. If I'm going to deal with the shaky camera, and there needs to be a reason for it to be found footage, and this movie, there's no reason for it. To you be. don't feel like, like those are it right. would. I understand like budget restraints. You could do found footage cheaper than you could do like a full film production. You're dealing with one camera. It doesn't have to be shot well. It doesn't have to be lit well. It can feel really like naturalistic. But this movie, there's no reason for it, and it re- Alan, it it's
3: Soviet. Yes, there is.
1: <laughs> No, and like, and the whole point, the guy going is to get Frankenstein to come with him, but they have to document everything, but the point of him being there is to get him to come with him. Like, and the gates, the real purpose, and like, the whole idea, the biggest issue in all found footage movies is like, why do they keep recording? At this point, there are multiple, there's multiple times where like, they would not keep recording, the camera wouldn't really survive. Oh, come on, Now, but,
0: like, like, there's tons of found footage films I know for a fact you love that have that
1: exact
3: same
0: problem.
1: Yeah, maybe. they not
0: get to pick that out from that this is,
3: one. No, no. no. For, for any found footage, is purposes, finding film. For sure. Like, so
1: let's let's <laughs> yeah, get that. Exactly. But, like, but like, this movie would be better if there was a third-person omniscient camera. Like, it would be better. You, you have a much better display of the gore, much display of the monster. I understand. Probably for budget reasons. That's why you do found footage. I don't think Richard Rappworth wanted to do found footage originally.
0: I think he kind of
1: yeah, you know, no, talked I, into I it think, a little bit. Actually, you know, which, I think
0: that was, uh, from what I'm, I've read, that's I'm
1: yeah. sure of it. Because the movie, Ooh. it's like, they're like... Squeezing it into this idea of found footage, which is just fucking stupid for the era and the film. You would need like it doesn't make any sense. Like, And that's nitpicking yeah, for they sure. Make, they
0: make efforts at points to go like, oh, this. Look like, towards the end. The guy's like, this is my last reel of film. I'm like,
1: reels of films in the 1940s were like five minutes, not yeah. twenty. <laughs> and, and like it's just, and that's a nitpicky thing that I, I would never. If the movie worked, I would be like, who gives a fuck? But it really hurts the movie. Like it sucks to watch, and the characters are didn't hurt. It's their <laughs> caricatures and the movie's this is just so aimless and like not good. Is this an excuse to put these monsters on screen? It's
3: monster porn.
1: Shot poorly. <laughs> it's, it's totally <laughs> monster porn. No. I
0: disagree it shot poorly. I didn't uh, it's, get it shot bad. Oh, yet. it's so frustrating. And now for a counterpoint, here's Drew Tennant. <laughs> well, I know I, I I loved it and I
2: I think uh horse I think did like design a lot of the creatures himself and I remember interviewing him a while back ago and I was like, "Hey, is there is there any way we could get some like um you know, exclusive art from the film or anything, and he was like, "Yeah, hold on a minute." And and he, he sends me a picture. He's at a bar in the Netherlands, and he just drew a, a monster on a napkin. Oh. And, and he was like, "This is a creature that we didn't didn't use for for, for the film." I was like, "Was well, it? or did you just come up with that right now?" But I love that he just like sent me a picture of his
1: napkin, like right like within like five minutes. Yeah, um, and, and but, it makes because that's the shit that works best in the movie. I'm not disputing the designs, and like and it's nonstop too. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, once
0: once you're like 30 minutes in, it's like constantly a new amazingly creative
1: mind. Yeah, but those first 30 minutes are a real fucking slog.
0: I didn't feel that way. Because the shit
1: does not... You
0: just were defending the Blair Witch Project. (laughs) Nothing happens for an hour of that film. There is literally
1: (laughs) nothing in this movie is even like a... It's like a smidge... As scary as what happens in a blur. No, I, I I, 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 if you feel... said it
2: during a period piece, it, it makes me raise more questions than I would if it's just people lost in the woods. I know uh, what you mean.
1: It, or or effective. It's just not effective. It's just it's not meant to be scary. It's meant to show cool monsters. Yes. Which would work much better and not a found footage movie. And I find it to be really frustrating. The tension of like the format versus what they want to do. Like like you saying like he didn't want to really want to do found footage, it makes sense to me. This shit doesn't work as a found footage movie. It it it's frustrating to watch because like you catch glimpses of these monsters and there's some really cool shots of them, but it's just like, it's, it's a frustrating experience. It's like, that monster is really cool. I wish the camera wasn't like this. And like, oh, oh, oh. And I, like I always
0: feel like yeah. any given film is, especially with genre is a balance of good to bad. uh In terms of like, there can be, there's lots of films out there. You're like, yes, there's stuff that pointedly doesn't work. But when you look at all the stuff that does work, who gives a shit about the stuff that doesn't work? And I feel like you're the, when it comes down to how great the non-stop cool monsters are in this, you're kind of nitpicking all things you could say about almost every found footage film.
1: Well, no, because some of it's effective. Like in Wreck, <laughs> that shit fucking works. Oh, no, you're right. And There's like a, that's. But you're also picking one of the very best. Found well, I would also shows. argue in Blair Witch, it fucking works. And the movies where we're going to talk about later, work with it Blair works. Rich. Like the format (laughs) is important for how you want to tell your story. Sure. And, like, this is the wrong format to tell this story.
0: I just don't have a problem with the the suspension of disbelief in found footage anymore, because
1: otherwise you've got to write off 90% of it. And to be fair, sure. Like, I'll even take away my argument for that. Like, the point of it, like, sure. But just, like, the cinematic aesthetic of it. Doesn't work for this movie, okay? And I get that it's a budgetary issue. It has to be because I'm sure if they could afford monsters
3: afforded, that good, <laughs> if they could
1: afford it, like all the lighting and the crew needed to do all that lighting and all the cameras and have it really set up and really shoot these monsters like in the way they deserve to be shot. Yeah, the movie I would have dug it a lot more.
0: But like, you also don't want to get too close because you know then you see the seams. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But
1: you, but there's a there's there's a happy middle ground there. You know, <laughs> like and this. I feel like we got it. Uh, I think Steins this movie only. really, it really <laughs> fails. It's, it's, it was a real slot. I was so
0: shocked when you were like, I hated it. I was, I was like, too. wow, I just rewatched it. And then you made me scared because I hadn't rewatched it yet. And I was like, fuck, what if I don't like it this time? Because I loved it when I saw it before. And I loved it when I watched it again. I was like, I dig the shit out of this movie. Yeah. And it's such a, it's a little niche, weird sideline movie of this style of film. But I'm like, this completely accomplishes what it's setting out to do. I
3: I, I honestly hadn't thought about the style before you brought it up. And while I would have liked to see more monsters in detail, I was very satisfied with what I did see. And I felt like it helped keep that feeling of war and chaos to have it in the format that it was to have that Mixed up, flashy, shaky footage. I, I I have the opposite opinion of you, yeah. in which I think that it totally added and held to the story of what that that was being told.
0: See, this feels good to me because I was the one guy out on Blair Witch, and now you get to experience <laughs> what this is like. I want to know yeah. what other like Nazi monster footage is out there. You know, <laughs> the, I think that
3: was are, also a, a whole fun vault thing. of this
2: stuff, right?
3: All, all all almost all of the monsters had either a Nazi armband per uniform or there's this one monster in particular that is built... If you- I'm sure most of you have seen Monsters Incorporated, but the purple guy with all of the eyeballs in the middle of his chest, instead of, like, a mouth or a face, he's built- he's got a Nazi- he's built, like, a triangle, and he's got a Nazi armband, a cape, and then his chest is this metal triangle with the Nazi emblem stamped into it. You see him twice, but all of them- the the doctor ends up talking about that it doesn't matter if you're a nazi if you're a communist yeah. if you're a capitalist socialist he was just being socialist. paid by the nazis at exactly one point. yeah so
0: he, he didn't care about any of that it's just like they were the guys who were funding yeah. him but they were nazi monsters he just <laughs> he
1: just wanted to make his freaky monsters yeah he just like wanted to make
0: ass. his freaky monsters yeah. and like all right so there's a shot in the film where when it gets towards the end and like the one char- surviving character is like found the primary residence and he looks and there's like a human female o- uh, head attached to a teddy bear is just silently yes. screaming. In the credits, she's listed as teddy bear monster slash Frankenstein's mother.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> there <laughs> is, Which that I think
0: is cool. nice backstory there. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There
3: is cool. that, that there is, there are two, I think, other notable distinctly female characters there is a point where he walks up to it's almost like a charging station there's a dude with a hammerhead head like like a hammer hammerhead shark head and then there's a lady with knifey tentacle things next to him but towards the end of the movie there is a portion where there is i want to describe her as some sort of a nurse character but yeah. she is very, she very beautiful. She actually says she's a nurse. She's beautiful. She's ethereal. It's sort of like the design oh, from the opera the... singer from Fifth Element. No, she
0: has a... a, a I thought they were going for a Bride of Frankenstein. She, but yeah.
3: the, the, uh, the, my, the, she was very delicate, though. And even though there was a grotesqueness about like the extension from her head, what I found very interesting about it was she was beautiful. He is capable of creating beautiful things, but he chooses to make these horrific fucking
1: monsters. I think he just found a hot (laughs) head. I, <laughs> I,
0: I, I was like, I don't know. You might be getting a little carried away because I bet she was hotter before she was killed. And I'm turned sure, into that. but, but yeah. compared
3: to everybody else, like the dog character with a spike ball head, I she's
0: very pretty. It's true. I, I think a lot of it for me is just that I love the. I've been playing Castle Wolfenstein since the first one, and I'm a huge <laughs> fan of that. And I was like, this is the movie of that. And I'll be there. Probably never going to actually make Castle Wolfenstein movie. This is close as I'm going to get, and it's pretty I, fucking good.
1: As the last thing, as a monster making call. Card A plus as a movie, it's like fucking D. It's just and also, uh, D, you're not F, right, though. not an F. No, a movie with cool monsters this cool isn't a fucking F. It's a barely passing grade, like, but it's barely. I was like, and man, these are the worst fucking soldiers in the fucking. They world. are, they are such so shit. They're so soldiers. bad, they're so bad at fighting anything.
0: Okay, so you read about like. What was going on in the end of World War II with the Red Army, right? No. It was like basically just the dregs of the army who were You sent just out got the out of boot camp. Yeah, but you got that These one Polish
1: dude who's. Good like, it's, it's historically accurate. Yeah, yes, it's
0: historically accurate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I remember something like in that episode of Band of Brothers about this. This is not unrealistic in that
0: context yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah.
1: It would be incredible if like six episodes deep in Band of Brothers, they yeah. encountered this. <laughs> like with that level of So
0: Someone could just say, Oh, have you never seen the hidden seventh episode of, of, of Band of Brothers yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It's called Frankenstein's Army. It was originally filmed for that. Yeah, but, yeah. Spielberg so produced it. Tom yeah. Hanks was
1: in there. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's just a, uh, I don't know. I just found it its a frustrating view. What monster would Tom Hanks get turned
0: into? I don't know. Uh, He's like Colonel the, Tom Parker. Colonel Tom Parker.
1: Know. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about,
0: is that? His jaws will kill you. (laughs) There's a part before before they meet
3: too many monsters, they found like a couple of monster corpses, but on their way to find more of Frankenstein's monsters, which they don't know about at this point, they come across a village and they're here on a reconnaissance mission. And these people are German and some of them decidedly Nazis. And they go into the town, and they, like, pull the people out of their homes and beat up the old lady. And for a little tiny minute, we do have that, oh, humans are the real monsters. And which I feel like is a really common and almost overplayed theme in horror films. And so I did appreciate after that that we went back to, no, there are really monsters here.
0: (laughs) No, and, you know, I mean, I think very early on, they're like, none of these people are good. Which normally annoys me, except... I you know, again, Alan, it fits the context of the historical thing. I'm like, no, no, this all feels really dead no, on there for was, what it would be like. It wasn't a good Someone should be at least compelling. Okay, no one is compelling. I'll give you that. But it doesn't really matter because twenty minutes in, there's like monsters with giant metal crab claws no! coming after them. I'm like, okay, I'm good. There I'm is good.
3: there is one good character who I, as far as I remember from watching this movie, Did not do anything obscene or unjust, and that is the character Sasha. He is, like, the youngest character out of all of these men. He might be, like, 19. He's a little boy, but he's, like, the helper for the cameraman, and they're always sending him to go, look at what the fuck the scary noise was. Do the shitty jobs,
0: yeah. (laughs) Um...
3: But he, at the, once they find the place, a place where Frankenstein has been working in, the place where they found all those bird nuns, there's a generator, and you get this little snippet of imagery where Sasha is cranking. The the what what do you uh, cranking the crank for the generator and it is that that classic Igor (laughs) hunched over position of cranking the crank for Frankenstein's for Frankenstein's creations and I thought that was just beautiful as having the little innocent boy become the catalyst for all of the shit that's about to go down in that Igor position also
0: part of the surprise ending so I like that. Uh, I don't know. For me, I think this is a total winner. I'm sorry. I really was excited for y'all to watch, and I'm really sad you didn't dig oh, it. It's okay. There's boo yeah. movies for everyone. Yeah, that's you true. Know? it's true. Yeah, it's I mean, the... I'm the weirdo that hates the Blair Witch Project. So yeah. you know, and thinks that the, the 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 one by Adam Wingard is like a billion times better. I know. I get shit about that constant. A billion
1: times seems like a lot of times. No, like right.
0: so much better. Yeah. Like like you could burn every print of the Blair Witch Project, <laughs> and I'd be okay. <laughs> If long as yeah. the the Adam but how Rengard bad could it be that? if
1: if it wasn't for that you wouldn't have that Adam Ringard one no one has to know inspire something yeah <laughs> you know Frankenstein's Army too was
2: was one of those movies that was going to have trading cards you know they always think what it, they were going to do oh, trading cards of the monsters but I would have loved to have that but I've I've noticed that every time. That's a possibility. It never happens. It, like, Psycho Gorman would be another example of oh, that. God, I love Psycho there's, Gorman. They, they, they like the idea of doing merge, and they're like, oh, well, well, if it's successful, if there's enough demand, we'll do these things. And usually they do well, but there's never the trading cards, and I'm still waiting for, for the for trading, these trading cards, the yeah. Frankenstein's Army trading cards. Yeah.
0: And Psycho Gorman, for that matter. Very much so, yeah. yeah maybe, I was maybe the a, sequel. Very close in touch with the director of that film after they came out, because I was the guy who went like, I'm a huge fanboy for this film, and I need to talk to everyone involved. I love it so much. It's like try chatting with them online. <laughs> Stuff like, what's going on? Is there going to be another one? Is there more? Is there merch? Are there t-shirts? What can I get? Like, yeah.
2: It's uh, oh, great, because Joseph Costanzi is like running Master's Effects, pretty much, in, yeah. in Toronto. So they can just keep making monsters over and over again. And, and
0: wasn't that the same? would not that XYZ Films?
2: I think so, yeah. Yeah,
0: who did this as well with uh Todd Brown?
2: Oh wow, X Y Z did Frankenstein's Army. Yeah, I yeah. think that might be a good connection. Yeah,
0: yeah, I right. think so. Wow, we're like uh, this is like talking about the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. oh.
2: <laughs> it could be a monster <laughs> trilogy, maybe eventually.
0: <laughs> anyway, so our middle episode this week is a short one. Uh, we've got the the two on this. We will be coming back next week with another one. Where we'll be talking about at least two fi- like films that you probably have heard of, and one that you haven't. Almost certainly, but it may be the single best found footage ghost investigators film ever made. It was really good. I'm going to go with like, I'm going to go with it is flat out, but we'll be back then. Thank you, Alan. You're welcome. Thank you, Mads.
3: Always.
1: Uh, less thanks to you, Drew. Uh-oh. I'll <laughs> no, take it. I'm, I'm just. Dead. Dead. I'll do it in <laughs> I'm just <laughs> dead. And again, I, I uh, had to come up with something. Uh, apologies <laughs> to Frankenstein and his freaky army. Yeah, I did. you know what? He doesn't take care of. We apologies. need both
3: sides, Alan. It's good. I like when you and Chris are <laughs> You're
0: Like mom, dad, fight,
3: fight, fight. <laughs>